video. That is what we'll be talking about today. Something a little bit different than our typical topics, but not just video. We're going to be talking about everything from video to families to finances, the power of marketing a property. We talk all the time about real estate investments as it pertains to growing your portfolio and adding different properties. But one thing we often don't think about or talk about is just quite simply how to get the most from that asset. And so we're really excited today to invite on an incredible guest. He's a great friend of mine and he's been a great partner to our business for years. Uh, Ty Corsi is on the show today and our conversation today was a little bit different than our typical conversation because we took it from a different lens. Ty was really just open and transparent and talking about his experiences in real estate, specifically marketing properties, uh, getting the most value, what he loves to do, some of his experiences investing in real estate himself and generally speaking, just sharing his his experience, what he talked about, why you should use social media, why you should be connected to your real estate agent, why this new media matters if you're selling real estate. So this will probably hit home with a lot of different people, whether you're a real estate agent in the industry, whether you're someone who is uh, wondering about selling a home, or maybe someone who's looking to buy and you're just curious about what real estates think about and talk about and how they operate. So again, you're, you're going to have a fantastic experience with this episode. I learned so much. He shared a lot about his experiences and learning how to get real on, on Instagram and, and what it means to connect with people. He talked about his big wins, maybe things that he doesn't like to see in the industry and, and specifically opportunities for sellers out there as well and what they what they might want to look for or consider if they're letting go of property. So this episode will speak for itself. Again, uh, Ty is a, a multi-award winner, but he would never tell you that. So we'll tell you for the show and he's uh, one of the top agents in all of Canada. So I think, again, you're going to get a lot of, out of this episode and, and I hope you really appreciate it. Please let us know what you think. And the, one of the best ways to let us know what you think is by sending us a message most importantly, leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. If you love the podcast, sharing out the show or sending us a DM, you can find us on Instagram at Thrive Mortgage Co. You can also find us at YBR Remo Show on Instagram. We now have an account for that. Again, my name's Alex McFadden. Today, I was joined by my partner, Dean Lawton, to hear with today, Ty Corsi. I hope you love the show as much as we did. Again, please let us know uh, because we do this all purely out of passion. Guys, enjoy the show today. And if you need anything or if you have any questions, let us know. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. For anybody listening to the show, you've obviously saw the show notes. You know who the heck we are here with today. It's Mr. Ty Corsi of the uh, the newly created Ty Corsi Group, a very good friend and a longtime uh, business partner. Very happy to finally get you in the Thanks the for studio. having me, guys. It's yeah. like wrangling cattle, literally, because you're out on the farm all day long. Yeah, it's, you it's, been a, it's been a busy few months, but I'm glad, glad I'm in here. Yeah, yes. excited. Yes. So how is the farm treating you these days? Farm is good. Yeah. Uh, you know, a little South Langley farm, pick the eggs up in the morning. Yeah. Check on them. Fresh omelets. Yeah. Take care of the horses. Hey, I'm a, I'm a city boy meets farm life. Have you so learned how to Tammy how to laughs yet, every time what? I said that. Yeah, I can ride a donkey. That's about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there, boys. I'm getting there. I heard you had I'm a good on horse. the John Deere. So I heard you had a mini horse. We have a mini pony. Yeah. Butterscotch. Just for you. Butterscotch. I haven't got on him yet. So there's a weight limit. 
<laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> it's a good time. Awesome, awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming down today. Um, you know why we're here, but just in case the guests don't know why the heck you're here, man, you're the, uh, the, uh, well, I don't know, not, not even self-proclaimed, but we're going to proclaim you this on the show, uh, king of digital uh, advertising and, and video and media, uh, in pretty much the entire greater Vancouver area, as far as we know. And you've really, uh, taken the last couple of years and, and blown up. Uh, the the marketing video and media space for your sellers, but you've done it in, in a lot of different ways, and I think it's just so interesting and so cool to to look at the dichotomy of how we got here today and and why you do it and where you're going with it and all that kind of fun stuff, right? Yeah, it has been fun. Started out small a few years ago. Probably Instagram's been about three straight years of working it hard, um, and I just thought of hey. I sell real estate, sold by tie. Let's put it together and let's start telling some stories and doing some day-to-day -day stories on Instagram. And it's worked out really well. People have found it. Uh, uh, it's it's interesting to watch how many people do follow the day-to-day. -day. Um, yeah. Every day now, it's in the thousands of every yeah. story. People just watch and and comment and and come along for the ride. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you, you know, uh, I, I actually think back to one of our first interactions in like 2017 or something like that on Instagram, and it was just a little DM message check, you know, just reaching out. Um, I don't even know why, to be honest with you, it was commenting on something you were doing, and uh, we just we connected pretty quickly right away. And I think that the thing that stood out to me at that time, at that moment, just thinking back to it, was how approachable you were through digital media, and it was you. Um, when it comes to real estate marketing and digital media, one of the one of the biggest challenges that we see. These days is there's kind of like this wall uh to getting a hold of people and i think the coolest thing about you in particular and the way that you've done it is that you've done it like yeah. it is you so if someone reaches out like it's it's actually me it's it's ty i'm chatting with you right which is kind of the way that you've grown your business for the last few years i still try to be as involved as i can i mean on social media engagement is key once you give somebody a little bit of time, and especially if they're just starting in this business and somebody gives you the time of day and answers a question, that can go miles. It can just, it really, it'll pay off in the long run. So I do try to give everybody a little something back, right? Engagement's important. And that's what'll help you just grow organically. Yeah, it's a good point. I was just going to say, like, how do you find the time to respond to each and every one of those people and really make it personal and make them feel like, yeah, I want to, like, work with this guy. I want to talk to this guy. Yeah, it definitely can be time consuming. Uh, now Nowadays, <clears throat> what I try to do, and David uh, taught me this, is Google Calendar, of course, and really try to structure my day. So I'll have, you know, the nine to five stuff, which I work on every day. And then I'll also take some time apart and, and just really kind of get into the social media part of it, responding to people. I don't necessarily have to respond right away. You know, now I'm, now I'm okay if I see there's a bunch of messages, I'll get back to them later, I'll do what I'm gonna do. But it's important to kind of schedule those in and, and take the time. And it doesn't have to be a, a big answer, Dean. I mean, it can yeah. be something very small, just some sort of acknowledgement. But yeah, taking the time can be hard. I mean, as you grow and get bigger, a lot of guys do have teams for this type of stuff. Um, people don't understand that, you know, the Ryan Serhants of the world actually have team members responding to everything. The Rock does not respond to every message. Uh, but when you start out and you are kind of growing that, it is it is important to give somebody a little piece of engagement. For yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. And I think to that point, um, where I was going with that as well is that when you get a chance to connect with, you know, either yourself or someone else, uh, whoever it is through Instagram, or social media for that matter, you get a real sense right away of who they are. And so I think that's where the kudos come in because I know you pretty well and you're 
the same guy on there as you are in person, which is warm and easy to talk, talk to. And, and that's why people let you into their house, which was a big reason uh, that we wanted to have you come in today to, to kind of express, like we, we talk about investing and getting into home buying and selling, but there's such a human element and you've done a phenomenal job, uh, just like your, your uh, former business partner as well, you guys. And I think that's where you guys also bonded is because you guys are real. And um, you've done such a good job of mixing in the digital with the human element and uh and tying those two together did you find that hard to start off with yeah balance it's it's hard to find the right balance of what's too much real estate pumping yourself up and then some more personal right so it's important to have some personal life a little bit of real estate and then some storytelling Uh, recently i've been telling a lot of stories and trying to get some real raw footage of six straight days of negotiating how we're going to put an offer together on a house and then actually surprising a buyer with the news that they got a house. I've done that recently in the last two weeks on two like huge deals of people that were going to be homeless within a month of each other. And we managed to lock down a house, go into multiples, 11 offers on one, 15 on another the other week. And we got them for these people. And just telling those stories and like just showing how much is involved in strategic planning before we it comes together. People love to hear the story, right? And they, they don't, you don't have, everything doesn't have to be a win. You know, losses are good too. Yeah. I think this year, one of my goals is to share some more losses. I was just going to say, why do you think somebody uh, just likes this story so much? Like, what is it that attracts somebody to want to follow these stories and continue to follow you? Oh, I think, well, I think if it's raw and real and you're the person you say they are, uh, video is very, it's a very an emotional connection, right? When you watch somebody day to day on video, it cannot be made up. It can't be made up. Like Instagram stories, your day-to-day of who you are, there's no way that you can go every single day and make up that, mm-hmm. okay, right? So you really get a feel for somebody, who they are. So when somebody has, has you over in their house, you have such less explaining to do when they already know what you're all about. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that is the absolute goldmine of a platform like Instagram. It is giving you the ability to get into somebody's head and really give you your resume without even getting in the door. Oftentimes I hop in the door and they, they, they just look at me and say, we're ready to go. You know, we're ready to go. We, we don't need to see this, this book, this bio on what you're all about. We, we get it. We see every day. That is the coolest feeling when somebody says, we're go- thanks for coming into our house. They're thanking me to come over. Right. I mean, how cool is that? That's why I'm so passionate about this business. It's the, it's the greatest thing ever. It's just like you guys, when you do your work, you know, people are calling you because they'll know that you'll get it done. So uh, that I mean, so that excites me. A lot of people that we talk to, Ty, as you as you know, when we started off the show, are are um, on on the show and on the podcast. Some are in the real estate industry, but there's a lot of people who are you know looking up their their investment game or or maybe buy their first home or their second home. And I think that's why a lot of people, like you mentioned, even reach out to us because these. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I like to use the word these days because I'm not that old yet. But now we have the opportunity to meet people before we meet people. So when I hear of real estate agents or people in any any industry, honestly, lawyers should start doing this stuff who aren't willing to kind of step out and be themselves on you know on a, on a, either on a uh, verbal platform like podcast or video or something like that, it, it, it's it's challenging. Like you can't get to meet that person. So that's why I think you have a little bit of a leg up. And that's, again, so we're kind of bleed into that right now. One of the big reasons that we wanted to chat with you about this is because you've had not just a ton of success in connecting with new people through the platform from a perspective of, you know, finding new buyers to serve and, and, and sellers to work with, but also marketing real estate. And so 
On the show, we talk a lot about real estate as an investment and as an asset. And doing what you do, you've kind of found, uh, I, don't, I don't know if a niche is the right word, but you've really done a phenomenal job of taking the marketing, the old school way, and, and bringing it into the new school and making your sellers a crap load of money. So how can you not leverage online marketing when you're able to um it's it blows my mind still when people look at it and say you know what no no i'm going to send out ten thousand flyers you know for 1500 bucks do you know how far that goes online fifteen hundred dollars digital marketing money targeted ads somebody that is specifically on google or realtor.ca typing in eight hundred to nine hundred thousand dollars single family house in langley you can specifically target market to those people mm -hmm. your fifteen hundred dollars will go tenfold on ad spend so yeah it's like it's just it's crazy leverage so what is it what is it that keeps people in this whole mindset and consider continuing to go back to the the post mail or, or whatever it is knocking on the doors what is it that keeps them doing that and I, not going in this it direction? just it's worked forever yeah it really has worked forever right it's what they're it's what they're you know their mentors their parents whoever that it worked for them it does work but why don't you try something else okay. and, and get get into some video and get into some digital marketing so so why should a potential seller of their home care about this like if if someone's listening to this right now and they're like ah, you know i might i might sell my you know rental property or my house and maybe want to buy multiple properties why should they care about this? well i gave i gave a stat recently on on an interview i did in just terms of um just the reach that you can get you know if you were to put uh i don't know if you just put on realtor.ca or just put in an ad down in south surrey or just whatever it is you're only going to reach tens of thousands of people you can actually reach like a hundred thousand six figures people with a fraction of the cost in a shorter amount of time wouldn't you want fifty thousand people to see your listing within the first week i mean that's the power of it right and we'll talk about the recent property in South Surrey that I just sold. One of the most expensive penthouses I sold off of Instagram. Hmm. So pretty okay. cool. Yeah. So you're, you, I, I think, I feel like based on that, what you're suggesting is that, uh, by putting the ad online in different platforms and different mediums, you're, you're reaching a lot of different people. Do you think that just like dollar to dollar, do you think that a house is selling for more when compared to the alternative approach? That would be, that, that would, that's a great point. That would be hard to prove. But what I think, what isn't hard to prove is the exposure of it. If you can show your seller that you've exposed it to six figures, you know, 100,000 people have seen this online in a week, you know, we've managed to get 22 through groups through your house. I mean, there's no doubt that that exposure is helping with the amount of people coming through the door. Mm -hmm. I would imagine it really helps the seller realize what their house is worth too. So when you, you know, you do have that one Absolutely. person that has to list it at X amount and you're telling them, no, it should really be a here. And then it ends up nobody looks at the home after that much exposure i can only imagine that's perfect because uh, we listed a property not long ago i had mentioned to the homeowner that they should be here and they decided let's go here okay we went a little bit more we spent a ton of money marketing it we had uh, uh, something like 17 groups through in the first week which is amazing to get that kind of people through and nobody made an offer now you, what they say in our business, you know, usually, usually your first buyer is your best buyer. It's people that are just waiting for it. They've been watching. It's on their hot sheets. They come in the door. If 17 active hot buyers have come through and they haven't made an offer, the market is reacting. It's telling you 
you are probably just too high. That's the only other reason. Why would 17 people come through your door? Somebody's going to buy your house. They're all 17 willing and able buyers. I mean, we're in a pandemic right now. The only buyers out there are ones that are serious. There's no tire kickers. Everybody's serious. And that's what's that's what has happened in our market. So right. yeah. we, uh, Ty, so changing direction here on this, like I'm just listening to you talk right now and just watching this conversation right now. And is one thing that's really apparent and just, just my experience with you. So uh, you're very passionate about real estate. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't like real estate. You, you, you I got an MLS tattoo. Eat. Yes. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> so you, but you live, breathe, uh, and, and all, you consume it all day, uh, all, not all day long, but a lot of the day, um, which is really, really interesting what like i guess let's go back a little bit here we talked a little bit about selling their home as an investment right because your home is your investment it's your biggest asset that most people ever own right it's also a home so it's close to the heart but let's just talk about the investment piece for a second how do you feel right now uh about so i'm just totally switching gears how do you feel right now about real estate uh as an investment asset and what's what's been your overall experience like is it something that you personally still continue to invest in today have you had any experience with it i'm just kind of curious more than anything yeah the the way our market is obviously you guys have been watching the last six months it's been absolutely crazy um personally you know if i was to buy an investment piece right now i'd be a little bit cautious on where it is but what a very active market does is it drives rental rates as well Rental rates are through the roof. Um, I continue to hear what basement suites and coach houses and townhouses and condos are renting for. It, it blows my mind. So the only thing that people aren't able to get is really that that deposit, that down payment. That's the only thing they lack. But they're able to pull that out of their house as some equity, which you guys are experts at, and they're able to do that and put it down. There's a lot of places still that will carry itself. You know, if you're able to take out that from your home and put it down on a townhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, Interest rates are so low. So buying a secondary piece right now is not a bad idea with the low interest rates. Mm -hmm. If you think to yourself, well, I got to shell out a few hundred a month. Actually, that's not too bad. It's a capital loss. You can write it off. Um, There's many things that you can do. But for 300 extra bucks out of your pocket a month and you own another townhouse, that essentially is paying itself down so far with a 1.6% interest rate. Okay, like it doesn't take long before five years passes and you've paid off 60, 70,000 and whatever it's gone up, you're all of a sudden 100 grand ahead of the race. Yeah, just like that in five years. So, yeah, like I'm all for it. Uh, I would be cautious on the building, cautious on the area, but Langley, Cloverdale, White Rock, even Chilliwack and Abbotsford, everywhere where we are right now. The rental markets are crazy. Townhouses are twenty six to twenty eight hundred a month. Basement suites are now two grand. Two bedroom condos are now twenty two hundred. Like all these purchasing amounts, payments are almost those rates. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, it's been a while since we've actually had anybody actually hop on and suggest right away, look at the rental rates. But you're absolutely right. That's the only thing that we know, generally speaking, not always, but that's the only thing that we know is always going up. We don't know if the home value is going to go up. We don't know if interest rates are going to go up or down. Well, going forward, they will probably eventually go up. I don't think go much lower than this, but, but the rental rates are always increasing. Before we started the show, you shared with us a few of your experiences and you have purchased and sold different real estate yourself on a, on a personal level, invested in it. You shared some of the highlights. Uh, I don't know if you're willing to share any of the highlights of what you have invested in personally. Um, I, I feel like your current home right now is a great example. But uh, you've also shared some things that you probably wouldn't continue to invest in before. Are you willing to chat about that? Yeah, or? I think there's a big uh, misunderstanding with people jumping on board and, and buying pre-sales. 
honestly. I, I've always been one that likes to buy some a finished product. I love to see what I'm already buying, right? And not to mention GST, always you have to you know factor that in. So I like, um, I think old is gold. I like some of the old stuff. I love um, you know old townhomes. I love old ranchers. Something that's very simple to manage. Sometimes new, brand new. It's it's not typically what it is when it's built when you get the keys. Almost everybody that does that is disappointed. You got to see what you're buying. I, you know, often people, the developer hands the keys over and you look at each other and thought, the master band, what happened? This is only this big, like that's very typical. Yeah. So I would say, you know, buy something that's already there. If it's new, fine, but have something already constructed. So done the pre-sale thing. I took a loss. That's why I don't like the pre-sale thing. <laughs> I like to buy now. I like to buy in the market now. I purchased older used, you know, duplex half duplex and they all have been great you know the, the the long run on some of those older places personally my opinion i like them better fair enough what is this a reason that the there's these all these flashing lights when it comes to pre-sale and everyone wants it just seems from our lens that a lot of people are attracted to that it's always yeah, well shiny i think it's item. it's it's what is it Dean? it's flashy and new yeah. right it's yeah. flashy and new it's easy walk straight in you know five percent down most developers now are ten percent a lot of people are are a little bit pushed back by that. They've, they've switched over to 10%. Most developers, most developers are requiring a $5,000 bank draft upon writing a deal. Uh, that was never the case, you know, five, 10 years ago. You never had to put anything down upon writing. Now you got to put down five grand and then an, for the balance of the 10% total. So when people realize how much deposit is required, like you're tying up a lot of money. If you're buying a townhouse for 600 grand and you are putting up 60,000 and it's not ready in a year, that's a lot tied up. You know, you're better off putting down 60 on a fully ready to go. Have that as a rental for a year. You've already paid off, let's call it 20,000 principal in that year. You're, in my mind, you're ahead of the game. Yeah. And buy something that's 10 years or less still under warranty. Hey, I think that's a win-win. Personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, to a degree, you got to know. Sorry to all the developers what, out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, in a, in a recent episode, we talked a little bit about uh, the presale being a, an opportunity. But I mean, all of us agreed in that conversation that hey, first and foremost, you got to be prepared to close on it and and hang on to it and let that value appreciate. Because, like you mentioned before, you got the GST. Baked Great in. point. A lot of people have no intention on living in these places or closing on them. For that fact, did you know there's some stuff in the fine print about? assignments which are flipping and actually about remarketing the product one we just wrote on i won't say where but in the in the disclosure statement there was a fine fine print that any purchaser that buys these townhouses within three years if they sold there is a two percent penalty fee that they have to pay out now if you get a job transfer um you know you have a separation whatever you have a, just a, a life event a life event you have to pay the developer two percent fee Wow. Three years after. That's straight in the fine print. You got to really dig down to see that stuff. So that's the first on the show. I've never heard of that before. That yeah, personal absolutely. Yeah. Wild. It, 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 we, we talk about things to look out for when, you, when it comes to acquiring a mortgage, obviously penalties and restrictions and things of that nature. That is a big one. So uh, let's just touch on that for a quick second, because I think that's going to interest a lot of people listening to this right now. It, how did you find that out first and well, foremost? Well, get a realtor. Yeah. <laughs> I was just yeah. going to say Okay, like, You still can buy from a developer, yeah. which is your choice. Yeah. That's totally fine. As you know, agency in our business has changed. Whenever you buy a used product, you have to have a realtor working for you on both ends now. You can't go directly to the listing agent. You still can go directly to a developer however they're offering you what you don't know this is no agency so if there ever was an issue the developer represents themselves they do not represent you 
You have nothing to fall back on. So you need somebody to make sure they go through in detail that giant 300 page document you got as a PDF and you rolled your eyes and you thought, how am I gonna have time to read this? Yeah, in there is fine print about some of the fees that they will charge you. And when I read over this disclosure statement and I saw that, I thought to myself, man, oh man, that is, that is a big reason to either cross it out and have it initial or step aside. Yeah, a follow-up point on that, again, just a piece of advice for anybody listening right now is, is in relation to that, if you go to the new development uh, center and they refer you the real estate agent there, be a little bit weary because their job is they're basically kind of working with that new development center. And, and that's not to discredit anyone that's considered like a great agent for developers. It's not a bad thing, but I just suggest people to do their due diligence and have a conversation to make sure that they are working on your behalf. Again, not to discredit an agent who is recommended because recommended is great, but there's a fine line there. There is a fine line mm -hmm. and I've seen it come up in the past, which is unfortunate. I'm but. sure everybody knows somebody that, that could get them some guidance. And, and I would strongly recommend on new construction, have somebody representing you. Yeah, just call us. We'll, we'll put you in touch with somebody good. There you go. Yeah, I was just going to say, just especially to that point, like a 300-page contract, that's not typical. So, yeah, have, some of these disclosure statements are yeah, getting huge, crazy. Yeah. Okay. So let's 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 keep down this road here. So we we talked about this before. Like, uh, since we're on the the conversation, I want to get back to the video and the marketing piece. But because we're on that conversation, like we're talking about the real estate industry as a whole and some things to look out for for buyers and borrowers. Like, just as a general rule of thumb, with agents listening to this, like, what are things in your in your industry that you just wish would go away right now? Like, what should people stop doing in your opinion? Uh, you know, you got to be really careful with, with advertising online and what you're advertising. I think as you know, like what Alex had said before, you know, you meet somebody before you meet them, right? And you really are, you're getting a real good idea with somebody online through the, what they're, what they're posting, what their day to day is. Um, I've not have, haven't been a big fan of brokers and realtors, whatever it is, um, disclosing commissions and commission goals, uh, whatever their reach was for the year. I mean, that that's fantastic. The number of sales that you did in the year, that's, that's great. But the actual, you know, disclosing where you're at monetary wise, I think that's maybe more of a personal goal that you should probably keep personal. I, I just feel like that should be stopped. It's not, it's not helping anybody. The only person it's helping is maybe you and your, your colleagues that work in the same industry. But I think the public, uh, it's just, it's not, it's self-serving. It's, it's yeah, not no, looking it, too good. So, it's you know, a, you want to stop that. Yeah. I, I can appreciate that because on one hand, like you said, like, you know how hard it is to do that. Like, we know how hard it is for a top, you know, lender or a top real estate agent to 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 work so hard to achieve that goal. And you want to tell people, but like, to your point, uh, you know, my, my, I'm going to put my wife on record here. She, she actually saw one like a week ago and she's like, why on earth would X person post this? This totally turned me off of them. I, I don't want to know that you're making, you know, X amount of dollars off of these people. I, and it just kind of goes by her. Um, and, and the only reason she brought that up is she's like, this is the 18th one I've seen today. It's just like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it just blends together. But she brought up a, a, a totally, and again, you know, my wife obviously being close to me, she knows more agents than other people might, uh, brought up a, a, a total opposite and was just scanning through of, of someone else that she knows um, with a very personal 
conversation, a very personal approach with them and their family and, and a story. And boom, right away, she's zeroed in. Like it was like, whoa, that that impacted me. And not that everybody has to jump on social media and tell, you know, personal stories all day. I can appreciate why they keep them separate to a degree. But I, I can I can understand why you might bring that up. And I feel very similar the same way. It's great that you hit your goals. Really cool. And I love when people share those stories. But is it self-serving or is it serving the public or, or those people? And I think it's just a question to ask, right? Yeah. I mean, if you if you just restructure the way that you advertise that and just basically say, you know, you're honored to have helped 100 families and hit some personal goals um, of yours that you had during the year, whether it was... Uh, you know, gross commissions or whatever it is. I mean, just make a small point of it, but an actual advertised number, I think that's just maybe a little little far. That's my opinion. Right. That's my opinion. So fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So let's go back. We talked about what people should stop doing, but what do we people, sh what should people start doing? Okay. Uh, I, I guess uh, agents in the industry. People yeah, in Alex, the industry. I think I'm talking to the guy. Video. <laughs> uh, you know, you should start doing video. Uh, in our industry, I still think maybe one out of five agents are still are doing video right now. There's still a huge, huge void uh, of people that are not capturing and taking advantage of video. You need to get on video. If you say to yourself, well, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable. Yes, we all don't feel comfortable when we start. But as I said before, everybody watching you are your cheerleaders. They want you to do well. They follow you for a reason. Don't care what they think because they're following you. If they don't want to follow you and you hate it, they hit unfollow it's a very simple thought process and if you think about that and you change the way you think and you think everybody watching this is going to like what i do you're going to keep doing it so uh okay so everybody should start doing video so let's flip the script here let's go back to the, the the consumer and the buyer and and have a thought to their mind why should why should they care why should they care if a real estate agent or their real estate agent is doing video? I mean, we kind of touched on this before, but just to kind of put that in, in their perspective for a minute. Yeah, but Alex, it's, like, it's back to the exposure again. It's back to getting your property in the eyes of, of triple the people. Triple the people. It's very easy to watch a short little video clip than it is to read a giant page of some text and scroll through 60 still photos and really don't you don't you don't get that emotion that you would get through a video. Yeah. You know, when a drone flies over a building and flies across some patio and then out through the windows to the ocean, you can't tell me that you feel like you want to sit at that table and have a glass of wine on that fire table on that very night watching the sunset. You are so just like involved in that video. And that's what gives you that exposure. Love it. Yeah. That's I a good it. point. Yeah. For, for the agents that are listening to this, what would be the first step and the second step to actually doing video in your opinion? I think the very first step for any agent is to get your own about me, my why, I call it. That's what I called my branding video, my why. Why I do this, why I'm so passionate about it. If you don't have a branding video that you can have as on your homepage as a regular RAN ad uh, that you can send a follow-up to somebody that have, is, is about to have you over to their home, that's a, that's a video that they should get right away. Hey, watch this, I'll see you Tuesday at seven. I mean, that's the first thing that, that an, any agent should have. Awesome. A my why. Okay, so what, why they're doing what they're doing, and then is there a follow-up point if they're maybe just not prepared, like just an easy way to just dip their toes in the water that you'd recommend? Uh, maybe, maybe just start out with um, start out with some some small buyer and seller tips. You know, very simple. Get yourself an Osmo camera so it doesn't look like you're giving everybody a headache, and uh, and just give everybody a quick little tip. 
Dean's tip of the week, whatever the case is, just give everybody a reason to want to tune in to learn a little something. Yeah. Now, even if it's the most simple tip ever, there are people that follow you that don't know that. Yeah. They don't know. You are educating one person at least. So give everybody some value. So speaking of wins and speaking of video, um, we want to celebrate. Uh, you, you were sharing with us a recent win that you had in the media space. Um, maybe you could bring up that property you were just talking about and what happened, the story behind that. Yeah, I recently had the opportunity to market uh, one of the largest uh, penthouses in all of White Rock. Uh, the homeowner had called me up and uh, got my name through uh, social media and had me over to this place. It was absolutely spectacular. And I decided to do some coming soon footage through Instagram stories. We had to shoot this penthouse on three separate shooting days because we wanted a sunset shoot and we wanted a clear day shoot and then we wanted a drone sunset shoot. So in order to do those three things, you can't do it in a day, you have to come back. So we were shooting this thing over the course of probably a month and a half, finding three perfect sunny days. And in BC, that's almost impossible. We managed to get three perfect days. On the second day, it was the sunset shoot. I got a message saying, how much is that place? somebody wants it right and i thought to myself oh how how serious is this message anyways the the realtor had reached out to me and said no we we have somebody that wants this place now this is not on the market we don't really have a price established so we had to figure out what we're going to do so i approached my homeowner told her look i got a message let's set the value let's tell tell them that they can come through they walk through the house they walk through the front doors and they looked at each other and said this is it this is it right um I had to bring it to market right away just to make sure that it was where everybody was protected and it was on there. And I ended up selling to that gentleman and his wife uh, through Instagram. And this is a property that's, you know, three and a half million bucks, right? Uh, the video that was put out had 10,000 video views in, in 40, it was 24 hours, had 10,000 video views. Crazy. So um, shared, liked, watched shared and just like it was incredible the engagement that i was getting from something like that and it brings you back to the video or you know if i was just to do some stills and put it online there's no way i would have captured that emotion of that drone flying over that tabletop out into the ocean as i stood on the railing looking out i was selling a lifestyle totally. i was not selling an apartment i was selling somebody's lifestyle Unreal, man. Uh, a lot of stuff we picked out. Congratulations, by the way. That's yeah, that's thank a you monster. Congrats. Uh, we saw the videos. We saw the photos. It was just like it was absolutely everywhere, like you mentioned. It was it was not only great exposure, but you're right. I did like right away when I watched it. Boom, uh, picked up the uh, the intensity of the view and the, uh, you got the feeling, which is so cool. And it's amazing that video can kind of create that. So um, you know, it, uh, there's a few things I really pick up from this conversation over and above our our, our general conversations. Here, I mean, first and foremost, man, you are you're passionate as all heck about um, not just video, uh, but but the stories and the people. And I know you are because you talk about it all the time. And so, uh, for anybody listening and watching this, I think the cool thing about this is that you're uh, again the human that you see behind the scenes is the same human that you are. And I think that if someone's looking to buy a house or sell a house or whatever, then I, I personally think they should consider that as uh, at least a factor. You know, can I see? Can I touch to feel that person? I think that's almost like a part of your resume to a degree, right? Um, you know, over and above that, just quite literally the power of of changing your mindset as it pertains to how you market in media, right? Like not doing something a million times the old way. Because I know you and you used to paper everything every Once a week, single week. Mail out Monday.
Mondays. Yep. Did it for four straight years. Every single Monday, yeah. a mail out. Yeah. Even this old dog figured it out. So <laughs> and it, it worked, but there's other things that you can do that work a lot better for your dollar spent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and additionally, exposure from the sellers and, and man, just just so much there. But I think uh, to be clear, man, it's it is it is the person behind uh, the camera that matters. And I know you give a crap because we work with a lot of people together. So I appreciate the the hard work that you do there as well, man. And well, I appreciate yeah. you guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun ride. I continue to do it. I got some really cool things coming down the pipe. Um, consider work doing some courses for agents, video courses, content, social media content, um, funnel ads that we're going to start running, which are going to be really, really cool. Uh, and yeah, just, just trying to always stay ahead of the curve. And as long as you keep doing video, I think you will stay ahead of the curve. Still, not even half of this industry does video. Yeah. Less than half. So, so just keep doing it. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, what it, you, you're so passionate, clearly, about this business. But what is it that really excites you? Because you're clearly thrilled every day you go to work. Like, what is it? What is the one thing that just keeps you so excited? I think just just the people that I work with. You know, they're they're just they're just they're so thrilled to have me over. Whereas before, reverse the roles, I was excited just to get an appointment. But now, you know, when you put in the work day in day out. And somebody calls you up and says, I, I, I'm, we're excited to have you over on Tuesday. And I come through the door and they say, thanks for taking the time out of your night to come over here. You know, we're excited to sit down and, and list this. Are you, are you kidding me? I mean, I'm, I'm excited to be here too, right? We are, we are a team. We're going to make this work as a team. And this is what we need to do. If we're honest with each other and we talk about everything in a group chat, and I, with a, what I tell you is just some constructive criticism, right? I mean, everything that we're going to do here is going to make this place sell and it's going to make it sell quickly if we do it right. And people listen. They only, they, so many people have people over in the sales world that'll just string you along and tell you what you want to hear. I think if you, like dad told me, if you're honest upfront and tell somebody exactly what they need, I mean, what they should be told instead of what they want to hear, you'll get the business. Now, will you lose a lot of business? You will. But in the long run, they'll call you back. You do a good job for somebody, they're going to tell eight other people. That's important. For sure. If there's anything I want the listeners to take away from this, if you're someone who's not in the real estate industry, I want you to listen to the intensity and the passion of this guy's voice right here and, and take that away. And, and if you don't have this kind of intensity and passion, you should probably be calling uh, Ty uh, for that matter. Ty, how can people reach you and where can they find you? Hey, at Sold by Ty. Uh, Ty Corsi Group, Royal Page, Wollstonecroft and Langley. TyCorsi.com, brand new website. Take a look at it. And... Um, We'll just keep going. Well, that's at sold by Ty on Instagram in case you didn't catch that. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Make sure to check out uh, Ty, send him a DM and tell him that we told, told you to. Have a great one, guys. Thanks very much for tuning in. Thanks, guys.